Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. And welcome back into the Canicuck Institute podcast. Keith and Chad in studio talking about our trip to Israel. Uh, jet lag is real, but the podcast must continue. We <laughs> That's must, right. <laughs> we must keep rolling. Uh, if you didn't get to hit us up on the last one, we were um, kind of reviewing our time in the north, mainly the the area of Capernaum, the Mount of Beatitudes and Caesarea. We're going to fill you in a little bit on Jerusalem. And uh, again, if people didn't get to listen to the last one, Keith, just for families, for uh, alumni, for students, why, why would you encourage them to consider going with us on a trip to Israel? Chad, just coming back and just knowing that just two days ago we were in Jerusalem, I can't think of any place I'd rather go in the world because it is, it's such an uh, eye-opening experience because you're learning the culture of the Jews, God's chosen people. You're seeing Hasidic Jews, Messianic Jews. You're seeing all walks of life of Jews walking around the city that is busy, busy, busy. And you're just going, my goodness, does anybody here speak my language? And you know what? They probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just such an amazing place because you're seeing these walls. You're seeing the walls of Jerusalem that have been torn down multiple times, rebuilt, torn down, rebuilt. And you're just going, wow, here I am inside this place where Jesus walked the Via Della Rosa, you know, and you're kind of going, whoa. Now, not a lot of it is still the, the the stuff that would have been there in Jesus' time, but there are bedrock places that you go, well, like when you're on the southern steps, you're just going, oh my goodness. I think of the words of, of astronaut John Glenn when he said, you know, they asked him, you know, what did he feel when he stepped where Jesus did? He said, well, I was the first person to step on the moon and it wasn't near as exciting as stepping where the men that created the moon stepped. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I thought, dude, that is well said, yeah. you know, because... It's just a great place. And when you think about, you know, we talk about the Bible, we go to church, we talk about, you know, um, celebrating the Lord's Supper. But when you're there, you go, you know what? It's a little bit more than what I've been thinking. I've just kind of been ritualized to do the church thing. Yeah. But it becomes real. Yeah. You go, what is the Lord's Supper? What did Jesus do during the Lord's Supper? Well, he got up, he washed his disciples' feet. Why? Just to wash the feet? No, there was something far greater, a shadow that ultimately one day he'd do the ultimate washing and that he had died on the cross to, and die, die for us and give us eternal life. And you're going, oh my gosh, everything that Jesus did is so much more than I ever dreamed. Yeah. And he takes it to a deeper level. So if you're out there and you're thinking, why should I go on this trip? That is why. You want your heart to ex- to explode to want to do the things of God. Yeah. And I thought you did a good job there of helping people understand. Like there are places we go that you're like, that's the spot. Yeah. We know. Mm-hmm. And then there's other places you're like, oh, we kind of have a word picture of yep. what it looks like That's today. Right. And it's, there's mm-hmm. some similarities mm-hmm. and we have a general idea of the location. But regardless, it gives you the imagery of this bustling city. Yeah, it does. And, um, and for those that, that don't know, you know, all three uh, monotheistic religions yep. see Jerusalem as significant. And so, Keith, there, you, you feel... The, the religion, religious Ooh, tension, tension there, right, right there. Yeah, Christianity, uh, Judaism, and then Islam yeah. all seeing such a value. So mm-hmm. that, that adds a lot of context to, you know, what, what's happening in the Middle East. So let's talk about a couple of the highlights. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not going to hit everything in Jerusalem, but for you personally, you know, when you get to, to, to take people on this oh, journey, man. what are you excited about to show them? Well, you know, when we parked the bus up top on the Mount of Olives, one, we're overlooking all of Israel, and you're just kind of going, oh, my goodness. 
that is the temple over there. And that's where all the, you know, this is where Jesus uh, walked when he was going to his death. And this is where he went to the temple and the synagogue. And this is where he was on the steps at a 12-year-old kid. And his parents left in there and come back and say, why did you? Why were you not with us? And he says, I was doing my father's business. And yeah. it was. It's just looking at this place that I've always known all the stories, but yet seeing where it happened. And it just blows me away. And then we're at the top of this mountain. And, and the Mount of Olives, where Jesus gave that great Olivet Discourse, talking about the end times are coming. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then we walk along the side of the Mount of Olives, and we walk down the triumphal entry. And this is a place that was prophesied, whether it be Zechariah 9.9, Daniel 8.9, that we're going, this is a place where the Hallel, you know, when you think about uh, Psalm 118, that you're it, that we're singing, Hosanna, 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 blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And you're like, oh my gosh. And you're bawling your eyes out as you walk down this road. And you're thinking about this is where Jesus went. They're throwing the palm leaves down. They're putting their jackets down. Jesus is in the donkey. And then he rides into the Garden of Gethsemane. And here we are sitting in a garden of Gethsemane, giving this story of Jesus telling the disciples, couldn't you stay up with me a little bit longer? May you pray that you don't enter into temptation. And I just go, my eyes were bawling in that spot. And then watching all the students just go and the moms and the dads find their spot in a garden under an olive tree. And I'm just going, this is good. Yeah, that's good. Um, so if, if, if people can't picture this in their mind, you basically got two hills yep. se- separated by a small valley. Yep. The Mount of Olives goes down and then gets into the Kidron Valley, yep. which is where the garden's at, and then up to the, yep. the Temple Mount. So just if you're trying to follow along with us, Picture Keith and I and and the whole crew standing on the Mount of Olives, yep. looking across at what is now called the Golden Dome or the mm-hmm. Al-Aqsa Mosque, sitting on the Temple Mount. So, the Garden clearly a a, a spot that's just special, yes, um, for so many reasons. Um, give us a couple of other areas that you love to share with people. You know, when you when you go and you experience those, and you walk around the corner, and there you are at Caiaphas's house. And you know this is where Jesus walked because the stairs are still there where Jesus walked up to, to be on trial with Caiaphas. And then having Caiaphas, you know, pronounce Jesus, he's doing everything he can to get this guy, uh, Jesus, incriminated because every trial that Jesus went through was a uh, a mock trial. It was a rook trial that uh, they just wanted to get this done and get Jesus out of here because he was becoming a threat to them. And so here you are. And this is a place where Peter denied the Lord three times. And then, then you hear the rooster. And in our background, when you're up there teaching, you're hearing the rooster in the background give that crowing. And you're just going, that reminds me of me that I have failed the Lord. Mm-hmm. But God in his grace forgives me and he loves me. Yeah. And so and being, restores Absolutely. Me. And we're going down to the basement of Caiaphas' house. And we're seeing where Jesus very likely could have been tied up, chained up, and you're just going, I can't believe what I'm seeing here. And then across the street from that, uh, you're in the upper room. Once again, probably not a, a, a real place, but just an identifiable place for us yeah. that you go, wow, this would have been where Jesus literally watched the disciples' feet. And you just think through that. And, and what does the Lord's Supper mean? His blood, his body being broken. 
And as we walk out of there, we're going down the Via della Rosa and we're just thinking, wow, he walked down this and he carried his cross for me. And you think about that verse, if any man wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, tape up his cross and follow me. And I'm just picturing Jesus walk down that aisle, up those hills and all the way to the garden tomb. And I'm just going, oh, you've got to be kidding me because it couldn't have been easy. And then all of a sudden, here we come into the garden tomb. And I go, this looks, if I, you know, you've got the, the, the skull in Golgotha. You've got a burial place where of Joseph Arimathea, where Jesus was placed. And you see a, a, a literal garden. You see a, a place for a cistern. And you, you just go, this has to be it. This is where my Savior was placed. This is where my Savior was crucified. And Chad, I, I just, and we sit out there and we sing. You know, worship is not how we sound. Worship is giving glory to God. Mm-hmm. And what I love, Chad, you know, and I know you saw this. There are a bunch of people just walking and joining our yeah, group. Yeah. We don't even know, but they're coming to our group. And they're just sitting down and just taking communion with us and just wanting to be a part of this celebration and this worship of God. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, we had a funny moment too. Speaking of people jumping in, uh, we, Keith and I are, are yucking it up and we're at the the uh, Jordan River doing baptisms and uh, so, oh, so fun to just be a part of students and parents alike. And we're, we're baptizing people and, uh, you know, we're encouraging them and hugging them. And we hug one person and we look up and a, and a bald guy with a mohawk shows up that's not a part of our group in line to be baptized and Keith and I just look at each other, shrug our shoulders and go, let's baptize. I guess it was time. <laughs> we have no idea who this guy we'll is. We'll see him in heaven, but, uh, uh, man, one of those deals. Oh, so, um, again, if you didn't get to listen to our last episode, we just want to encourage you all. And, um, th- this truly is a trip of a lifetime because it, 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 does, it just gives us deep roots for what we believe. And, they're not just a bunch of fables. They're no. stories that are, are rooted in time and reality and, yeah. and can be tested in history. So if you're interested in joining us, we, we mentioned this on the last one, but I want to say it again. We'd love to hear from you. We are already planning the trip right. for next year. We're excited to mm-hmm. get down the road on mm-hmm. hotels and all the places we want to go. And so that your action steps are, you can always reach out to Keith or myself, but really Julie at canicuckinstitute.com, yeah. joy at canicuckinstitute.com. Mm-hmm. Our price runs between five and $6,000. Don't, don't hold us to that. It depends on flights and all those kinds of things, but we'd love to hear from you if you're That's just right. even interested so we yep. can make sure we can get you any information. Any last words you would just say about that? You know, Chad, just in closing, you know, there's a lot of things in life that you can do, uh, but this is a trip really of a lifetime. We don't really make any money off of it. We're not trying to. What we're trying to do is give you the experience that just changes your life. Our goal is to get you to become equipped followers of Christ. So whether it be the Institute or our trip, we are just trying to get you excited about reading your Bible and to make a difference. You know, I think of Elijah and when we were in Mount Carmel, you know, and he drew a line and here's all the prophets of Baal on one side and, and Elijah literally had to stand on the other all by himself. And I go, you know, in today's world, Chad, we've got to, we've got to be willing to stand on our own. Yeah. And if you don't know your Bible, you're, you're going to blend. And, and what Elijah says there, he says, how long will you waver between two opinions? And in our world today, we cannot waver. We've got to be men and women of faith that stand for truth and not willing to back down from what the Word of God says. And so 
If you just are saying, you know what, I need to get cranked back up. I want a revival in my own life. Come join us. And we make you a promise. Something special is going to happen because of your personal walk with God and you begin to hear the Word of God just begin to enlighten you. So come join us. We'd love to see you there. Awesome. And we'll see you again next time on the Canica Institute podcast. Mm. God bless. God bless.